Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The latest tips and equipment to improve your game. The latest from the leaderboards and your favorite courses. This is Golf in the Northwest, an action-packed hour about everything golf. Brought to you on the fan by Laurelhurst Market. More than just your family neighborhood steakhouse. Now with award-winning PGA professional Harold Bluestein. Here's your host, Jason Swigard. And a fine good morning to everyone out there. Hopefully, I know Harold, you went out in the balmy spring-like conditions yesterday. <laughs> that spring, I mean, it was great. I said spring-like. Yes. The crocuses are up. Did yeah. anyone notice that? They think it's spring. Yes, uh, the I was. Sun doesn't. Yeah, as I was traveling back from uh, from Northern California and running around, going, man, I wish I was out swinging a club somewhere. Yeah. But uh, but between you know traveling back, show here, went and saw the wife's uh, production last night because oh. it's the only day I'm going to be in town while that's still running. So what, what production? Uh, she's in a production of Sorted uh, Sorted Lives out at the Twilight Theater Company in Portland. Sorted Lives. That's the uh, story lives. of my lives. lives. Oh, I thought you said live. Mm. Story of my life. So what? what? Yeah. What? <laughs> Speak Back into up. your microphone. We can't okay. hear you. What? There you go. All right. I, I, I Pull can't, that thing I, around. <laughs> I can't adjust <laughs> this thing right. Wait till these guys come back and go, who put this microphone over here? Don't act like it's not the first thing you've had to adjust in front of your face. Whoa. Wow. He, yeah, he throws these lines at me I and know. expects me to, to return. Harold doesn't have Harold doesn't have the uh, the professional discipline that I've acquired over the years working yeah. with so many Looney Tunes dudes. I'm trying to trigger Harold right uh, now. No, you just about did. Okay, it's early in the show. We have a lot to get to in the next hour, <laughs> uh, including the possibility of a uh, rival tour starting up to challenge the PGA Tour. There were all sorts of internal memorandum that uh, went out and could be a, a good old turf war going on behind the scenes uh, with a whole lot of money being thrown around, trying yep. to entice guys here, there, and everywhere. Love it or leave it. Exactly. That's what, what Monahan is saying. Either love us or you don't love us. And Well, we got a lot to talk about. So, there. yeah, that's, we'll that's get into that. Topic. Jordan Spieth's trying to reinvent his swing and get back in the top 50 in the world rankings. Uh, we've got some great tour events going on, including the biggest party on the PGA Tour, the Waste Management uh, Phoenix Open down there at TPC Scottsdale, and some help from some guests today coming up at 8.30. Uh, teaching pro Kyle Hankey out of Wildwood a Golf Course out there is going to join us. He went back uh, to the PGA Merchandise Show back in Orlando last week, and so we're anxious to talk to him about uh, the latest and greatest, what's rolling out, what's actually useful and for as we get ready for the Portland Golf Show to come here in a month, right? What you know, people should be looking for whether you're a you know an avid player, a low handicap amateur, or whether you're just a, a weekend warrior out there trying to enjoy it. What to be cautious of? What to pay attention to if you're looking for either new clubs or something else to to go along with your game? Everything is there. 
over a thousand booths. There's 43 acres of merchandise to look at, and I've gone. Did they find my ball? Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, they will find a golf ball for you. <laughs> I don't know if it was mine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but there's there's tons of uh, uh, things to look at there, and hopefully, Kyle, if in fact, Facebook can be trusted. He was at the merchandise. Ah, show. well, we'll find out. And then at 845 in the business of golf, J.D. Rostovsky uh, from PDX, uh, PGX Golf Club. Sorry, PGX Golf Clubs. He's going to join us. PXG. PXG. Well, I'm already dyslexic this morning. <laughs> Parsons uh, Extreme Golf. PXG Golf. Uh, you've seen their ads uh, frequently. They're becoming more popular on the tour uh, for tour players, but uh, they've got an entire line uh, from down from uh, starting out kind of developmental players into uh, uh, other lines that are for a more experienced player. So we'll talk to him if you're in the market for a new set of uh, new set of sticks, uh, what they've got cooking and what to find out. Yeah, it's a really good golf club. And <clears throat> we'll talk to uh, J.D. about how Bob Parsons got this uh, this company started and why he started it. And take a look at everywhere you look now, there's somebody with a, a PXG yep. hat on. So they've got a hot product. So all that to get to, but uh, as we do every Saturday morning, we start by going inside the ropes. It's time for an insider's look at the leaderboards. The latest on all tours, plus local golf events and golf news. This is Inside the Ropes, part of Golf in the Northwest. So the ladies are off this week. And the ladies are going to be off for a while. I yeah. mean, with the coronavirus, they had yeah, to cancel. They canceled a, uh, an event uh, set for, was it China or Japan? I forget which no, one. No, it was China. China, so uh, that was uh, going to be in early March. They've canceled that. Uh, I think they're down in Australia next in a week or two as they uh, travel over to the uh, other side of the hemisphere. So we, uh, we're stuck with the men. Well, that's okay. There's some interesting things going. The... Uh, what do we got? We got well, Corn Ferry Tour. Yeah, we're all over the place. So the Corn Ferry Tour uh, in Central America, the Panama Championships, Taylor Pendrith is your leader. He's 10 under par. They, uh, the third round has begun. He's a two-time winner on the McKenzie Tour last year, playing his way back up uh, to the Corn Ferry Tour after being there uh, back in 2016-17. And uh, David Lipsky, two back. Uh, that name might sound familiar. He's been a regular on the European tour. He tried to go that route. Uh, you've got uh, some other familiar names. Uh, Martin Piller is a little bit uh, further down at five under par. Uh, he's been back and forth between the PGA Tour and, and back to the Corn Ferry Tour. But they're just uh, getting started uh, with their events uh, this year, which will culminate, obviously, in the Winco Foods Portland Open, presented by Kraft Heinz coming up in early August uh, out of Pumpkin Ridge. Right. Now you move over to the Champions Tour, and they're playing in Morocco. So here we go from where? South America. So South America to, to, to Morocco. Uh, Morocco. And the first ever PGA Tour sanctioned tournament on the continent of Africa. Uh, obviously, the, the European Tour plays down uh, some South African events, but uh, the PGA, PGA Tour event for the first time, uh, they're in Marrakesh. And Brett Quigley is your leader at 15 under. Stephen Ames, 14 under. Bernhard Langer, uh, shocking to see him near the top of the leaderboard. <laughs> at Bernhard's 12 making under. a comeback, huh? Uh, Jose Mariel Lafable at nine under par. And uh, uh, so, once again, they're getting a boost. Uh, last week, we saw a three man playoff Freddie Couples, Miguel Anel Jimenez, and Ernie Els. You 
they couldn't have asked for a better way to start their season uh, out there in, in uh, Hawaii with those three playoff that uh, Jimenez finally won. Yeah, it, and Freddie, it's always good to see Freddie play well because he's he struggled with a bad back. Uh, Jose Maria Olofabo made a hole-in-one uh, in Morocco. It may have been the first hole-in-one there you go. In Morocco, ever. Uh, I'm always curious as to when they go outside the U.S., what the crowds are like. Uh, I know they're big in Japan and they're big in China, but uh, in in Morocco, I can't imagine that they had huge throngs following them. Uh, we'll well, have we, to... we got third-round coverage live here on Golf Channel, so uh, it's uh, sparse. Is there an elephant in the background there? No, 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 no. Okay. no. Maybe a camel, not an elephant. Okay. All right. Uh, the European Tour finishing up its desert swing there in Saudi Arabia for the Saudi International at the Royal Greens Golf and Country Club. And uh, defending champion is Dustin Johnson. This was a brand-new event for them last year. He won. He's currently at seven under par, five off the lead. Graham McDowell is your leader at 12 under, one shot clear of Victor Dubisson. Of France, uh, Gavin Green is at nine under alone in third. And then Phil Mickelson and Brooks Kepka are at six under. Uh, Graham McDell uh, is the leader despite uh, being put on the clock and giving a time warning. Not necessarily for taking too long, but for uh, stopping for a uh, brief TV interview with the commentators. As we're, this, is, this is so bizarre and stupid. Yeah, this is uh, really. Look, look, golf. Yeah. And this goes for if you want your if you want to bring everybody into the event and have stuff going on, then you've got to have some media people there understanding. No, we asked him to do this. He's not on the clock. Get with your rules officials and figure your stuff out. Knock this crap off. This is dumb. Yeah, it is very stupid. The referee should know better in this case. Uh, Graham McDowell is not a slow player, so this no. comes as as a surprise to him. He's He's all for the the new rule of of picking up the pace, and yet if you're gonna, he he realizes they're in they're in the world of entertainment. So if you want entertainment, give me the time to chat for a couple of minutes before I have to catch up. Uh, this is a a no uh, cut, good thing it is a no cut event, and supposedly there. No, there's a cut. Is there? Oh, I didn't yeah. see one. Oh, yeah, that was uh, at uh, plus, plus two. Okay. So 76 made the cut. All right, well, I'll get my facts straight here. And uh, in the meantime, uh, they're over there to grow the game, really. Uh, yeah, there's there's 1,500 people who are part of the royal family in Saudi Arabia, and I don't know if any more of them are going to play golf. There's... This is really not a good idea to go to Saudi Arabia and, and yeah. make it appear that you're growing the game over there. European this- Tour has taken some heat for for being there. Uh, it's a new event. I don't, you know, and I don't know enough about the other. Are they doing clinics? Are, are the players that go over there, are they involved in something not, not orchestrated, but genuinely getting out to... I would hope kids. I think that's the main thing. Youngsters doing clinics. Doesn't matter if you're in the royal family or not. I, I hope it's not staged like that. If oh. there's something going on behind the scenes or that they do earlier in the week to really take it out to them, then okay, give it some time, let it breathe. But otherwise, they're just there because it's 
there's big money there. Yeah, that's why they're there. They're growing their pocketbook and not the game. Uh, This is a very repressive country, and I can't imagine they're going into the slums and teaching these folks how to play golf. That brings us back to the PGA Tour and the biggest party on the tour, the TPC Scottsdale, the Waste Management Phoenix Open. And J.B. Holmes is your leader after two rounds at 13 under parties of previous two-time winner there. Wyndham Clark, the former Oregon Duck, one shot back at 12 under. He had a 61 in his opening round. And then a uh, birdie-birdie finish in round two to make a uh, last-minute little run to get back up top. Billy Horschel and Ben on at 11 under par. Uh, Ricky Fowler needed a big comeback in round two. Uh, to get into uh, get into the weekend, uh, and then we've got Jordan Spieth who missed the cut, who's trying to get back. He's fallen out of the top fifty in the world golf rankings, uh, and he was somebody when he made his run a few years back, looked like he was going to be a fixture in the top twenty, let alone the top fifty for for decades to come. Let's talk a little bit more about uh, that process, his swing change uh, coming up. And uh, what it's going to take for him to put it back to because he's not he's not a Brooks Kepke. He's not a big giant guy who can overcome a lot of errors with bombing it down there at 325 like the rest of the guys. Well, making changes in the middle of the season, that's kind of crazy. And they were talking about the change he made on Tuesday. What? You're teeing it up on, yeah. on Thursday. You're supposed to be at this point maintaining a swing, maybe some uh, friendly reminders and some encouragement. Uh, not making a change. So we'll uh, talk a little bit more about that, as well as the potential for a rival uh, tour to rise up and challenge the PGA for its premier golfers as we continue on. It's Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Big 16 this morning. Jason Swigart, Harold Bluestone uh, here with you in studio. Kyle Hanke from Wildwood uh, Golf Club going to join us at 8.30. And then J.D. Rostovsky from PXG Golf at 8.45 in the business of golf. But uh, we continue on our Discussion here uh, from the PGA Tour, what's going on? And I think uh, one of the big things going on has been uh, Jordan Spieth uh, yet to really make a dent this season, even though he's got 11 career victories and majors in there. But that seems like it's a world ago. Uh, He missed the cut this week, plus one. And all of a sudden comes out, he's trying to make a swing change and messing with stuff uh, at a point where you would think once you've been doing all that stuff in the off season in November and December, and when you decide to come out on tour and start somewhere on the West coast, as most of the guys do, or most of the top players do, you kind of have it dialed in and you're just fine tuning things, which seems to be far from the case. How unique is this uh, with what he's trying to accomplish? Well, they, he, been working with uh, Cameron McCormick, who's an, an excellent instructor, and they worked hard through the off season. Uh, and then they, as I mentioned previously, they said they made an adjustment. Well, the adjustment to his grip was the five degrees, uh, which means that it's a stronger grip. That seems like a lot. That but- is a lot. If now these guys can make some adjustments, I'm not saying they can't. But when you start changing the grip, you change how the club face is set at the top and how it comes into impact. That's exactly what they wanted to do. And so uh, the club face now 
is more shut at the top of the backswing. So he has a way of uh, uh, Jordan is pretty upright, kind of like Justin Thomas. They take it back pretty upright, and the club face is, is a little bit, bit open. So they wanted him to take the club back a little flatter, which you know that means a little more horizontal to the ground as, a fo as opposed to up toward the heavens. And uh, with a shut club face and a little flatter, now if you've been missing it right, now you've got a good, uh, a good chance of missing it left. So you can have a two-way miss here. Uh, I understand the change and why, why they may have to make it, but this is a tough thing to do for a player who uh, is lacking in confidence as it is. And he's always relied on quality of his short game. He's been a good putter and, and great around the greens with the wedges. Well, I'm wondering if you change your grip on a full swing, how are you adjusting that grip when you, in a short game? Yeah. And if you've got a close club face in your short game, you don't want two different grips. If you go into too many different grips, you can adjust one or two grips. Um, you know, with cer certain shots, you might want a weaker grip, a flop shot of, of some sort. But with a short game, if you start working with that five degrees more shut club face, uh, how's that going to affect the way the ball comes off the uh, club on the short game? And it, now you're dealing with, God, I'm hitting everything left because I don't have enough time to make an adjustment with my hands at impact to hit it straight. So I, this is really an odd change in my opinion. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting. Uh, so he's moving on to uh, Pebble Beach. They'll have the uh, the AT&T Pro-Am next week up there where he's had some previous success, but he hasn't won since uh, the British Open in 2017. Mm -hmm. And for a guy that's uh, pretty in his head on a regular basis, you look at who's starting to rise up. Uh, John Rahm who's just a big, burly guy. We talked about Bryson DeChambeau bulking up. He wants to hit it further. Brooks Kepka, who's number one ranked uh, in the world. Even you know guys that are more his size, like Justin Thomas, their game is based on power. Uh, some of the Colin Morikawa, who can hit it 10 miles. Uh, Wyndham Clark. Wyndham Clark yep. and Aaron Wise bomb yep. it out there. So for a guy who's not relying on power, to be his calling card, who's more feel and touch and thinking his way around a golf course. If he can't find something he can be confident in, how far down can he slide here? Well, he can slide quite a bit. Uh, there's a good possibility he mix, missed the cut in his next event. He's not only going to uh, – he'll drop from 52nd to 70th if he's not uh, careful, in which case there's uh, the World Golf uh, – tournaments he's not going to get into there's a lot of things he could be left out of um that could be a problem uh power is the product on the on the pga tour and you take players like jb holmes for instance who and john rom this there's a reason why these guys are at the top of the list this week and Wyndham clark because they hit the ball a mile and when you're looking at the uh at the course of tpc scottsdale it's not very tight. Uh, I've played it, and and you can no. hit it. You can hit it sideways and still have a shot. You just got to watch out for the water, pretty much. That's... Ex exactly. And uh, but even then, you've got room to bail out one way or another. See, um, I don't think that Spieth can compete with them as far as distance uh, 
he he first got to find a fair way, and then maybe Man. he thinks about uh, doing something to bulk up. Uh, Duchambeau, you know, is hitting the ball further, but he is still struggling with the fact that he can't, you know, the, the air density is getting to him. And I think the density in his head has definitely gotten to him. Uh, J.B. Holmes, let's look at him this week. If, if J.B. Holmes, and he's hitting, he's always hit the ball well. Oh, yeah. Putting-wise, this guy has been a nightmare. And his best ranking was in 2016 to 17 when he was uh, ranked 116th. Going into this year, he's 187th uh, in putting. So uh, this is where Spieth can make up strokes. You can't lose three strokes around, as Spieth is doing with poor putting. Uh, And J.B. Holmes, you know, who knows what he'll do this week. Uh, and whether his putting will stay up. But playing with power is the name of the game today, and I think uh, JB's in trouble there. Ricky Fowler hits it long. Here's another guy you mentioned that has been struggling. Yeah. Where's his putting game gone? I think he's one of the best putters around. and um, It has and, not been on display of late. Well, I he he said that he feels like he's hitting it, uh, making good strokes, uh, Speed said the same thing. I feel like I'm making a good stroke, but the ball's not going in the hall. It's burning the edges. Now you got to start looking at your your eye perception, your alignment, your eye perception with the putter head and the line you want to hit the ball on. That's usually a fairly simple but oftentimes overlooked adjustment that players need to make. Those are things to keep an eye on as uh, we watch uh, the coverage uh, from the Crazy 16th. Should be a, a fun show uh, I think they're on CBS this weekend mm-hmm. uh, to watch uh, rounds three and four. I want to get to this before we have uh, Kyle Hinkey join us from Wildwood Golf Course uh, coming up in our uh, Ask the Pro segment because uh, Memo went out from PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Monahan earlier this week. Uh, Alex Maselli and the guys at uh, Morning Read got their hands on a copy uh, that said PGA Tour members were warned about defecting, basically, there is an English company uh, trying to put an up new league together. Premier Golf League uh, is what it is. It would be a series of 18 tournaments, $10 million purses. They're looking for 48 of the top players in the world. Uh, they'd be on 12 four-man teams, uh, basically, to have events all around the all around the world. Uh, but Jay Monahan was not pleased uh, with this. Now, the group, that English group, it says they'd like to do it and work within the tours of the world to try and find a place to coexist. But I, I don't know how that's that's a nice thing to say. So you don't, you know, start a turf war before you've even, you know, formulated the league. Is there any way that there's a place for this in golf? You have the World Golf Championships. You have the four big majors. You have Ryder Cup and President's Cup. These guys are playing every week if you want. Uh, And where is their room? You know, how are they going to distribute this for the masses to watch? Because that's where they're going to make all their money is worldwide television rights. But how are they going to get into golf channel or, or something else if they want people to see it. Well, you brought up a number of great points. The number one is that there's a contract that, uh, the, the tour has with sponsors and, and with, uh, the media that you can't suddenly rewrite those contracts and those contracts are long running. They're, they're 10 years out. 
So when a new league comes in, uh, your other point, where are you going to put it on the schedule? Well, there are some weak events, but uh, and so maybe there's a place for it, but I don't imagine that 48 players are going to suddenly say, well, we, you know what? You're right. I think we'll be part of a team and we'll play play as a team. Golf's a, an individual sport, always has been. Team tennis doesn't quite no. uh, move the needle. No, you uh, have a couple, a few big team events right. uh, that have been steeped in history. You know, the Ryder Cup and the President's Cup is getting there. This year certainly helped. Right. We had drama on Sunday, which was fantastic. That hasn't been in that event for a while. Ernie Els injecting some life into the international team, so that's good for it. But so once a year is is plenty for that. Why why yeah. would we add another team event? Although I can see the point where there's certain there are holes in the PGA Tour, uh, where the entertainment value falls right. off, and so like the ABA bringing some star power and some flying high kind of stuff to the NBA, there might be a place for a, for a new uh, tour. Ultimately though, it'll come down to money. So guys, I mean, like if you want a Tiger Woods or a Phil Mickelson or a Justin Thomas or a John Rahm or, or a Tommy Fleetwood, whoever, these guys that can set their own, they're not going to play more than 25 events in a year all told. So you'd have to pull them away from, and you'd have to guarantee them money. That's going to be the thing. If there's a purse, there's got to be no cuts. There's got to be a reason. There not. is no cut. In so this. if there's no cut and they're guaranteed a certain amount of money, so when they go play whatever non, you know, mm-hmm. a, a lower level event that where they could miss the cut and not make anything, that's the only incentive. Oh, that's a huge incentive because they're, they're yeah. talking of uh, $10 million per event. So that's a lot of money. Uh, who would jump over? I could see Phil doing something. He was intrigued by the idea. I could see him jumping in uh, just for a cash grab. Uh, that's why he's not in his home yeah. state right now, and he's over in Saudi Arabia yeah. playing. It's a cash grab. Yeah, I just don't know if there's enough to go for a full-on 18-event tour. No, no, I don't I don't see that don't happening see, at I all. I don't see those guys biting the hand that has fed him so well with the PGA Tour for so many years. Well, Greg Norman tried it back in 1994 bringing a, a, about a world golf tour and it didn't work, but the PGA Tour said, you know, that's he's got a pretty good That point was kind here. of the initial of the WGC events. Absolutely it was. Mm-hmm. And uh, Greg Norman is not happy with the way he was treated. He was number one in the world yeah. at the time yep. and had a vision to bring golf to the world, which I thought was a, yep. is a great vision. And yet uh, the Tour fought him and he lost. And I think that uh, this new league will lose. They may make some... Uh, Changes, yeah. but uh, they're going to lose in the long run. Yeah, they will. I just don't think there'll be enough money to sustain it. So we'll keep an eye on that, though, as well. But we make the turn here. Kyle Hankey out at Wildwood Golf Course going to join us. He's fresh back from the PGA Merchandise Show. We'll find out what he found useful and interesting in teaching the game and playing the game. And then coming up at 845, J.D. Rostovsky of PXG Golf going to join us and uh, talk about their newest design for clubs for uh, the beginners as well as the high, low handicappers as we continue. It's Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. 
Tips for your game from award-winning PGA instructor Harold Lustein. It's time to Ask the Pro on Golf in the Northwest. Brought to you on the fan by Laurelhurst Market. Welcome back in 833 here this morning. We've got Sinner and Saint coming up at uh, 9 o'clock following us. Uh, then Ducks basketball. They will take on Stanford pregame at 230 uh, tip at three and following that it's uh, NBA action for you here this evening uh, on 1080 the fan uh, but joining us now very pleased to uh, have with us uh, one of the uh, top teaching pros in the area Kyle Hankey who works out of Wildwood Golf Course uh, up there on Highway 30 22 years as a teaching professional, 43 years in the golf industry, and uh, just back from the PGA Merchandise Show in Orlando. Good morning, Kyle. Thanks for joining us this morning. Good morning, fellas. Uh, Thanks for having me on. Well, I I know a lot of people might have seen some of the coverage on Golf Channel from the Merchandise Show that's become uh, just an amazing event for the industry here, what it's grown into in the last few years in Orlando. Uh, and as a, as, as a professional, as a golfing professional going back there, how do you sift through it all? And, and how do you make sense of what is, uh, what's just fluff, what's uh, cotton candy, and then what is of substance and, and relevant to learning the game, developing the game, getting better at the game, or enhancing if you uh, are a very experienced and accomplished player? Well, you can certainly get uh, sidetracked down there. That, that's uh... I call it the ground zero of golf. Uh, boy, I tell you what, uh, yeah, this should be a, a bucket list for a lot of people. But it's uh, half the people, half the manufacturers you've never, never heard of. But uh, uh, I have to, I have to kind of stay focused uh, down there because you can, you can really get sidetracked in a hurry and before you know it, your day's gone. But uh, uh, down there, they have, uh, from a teacher standpoint, uh, I mean, every hour on the hour every day there's a seminar you could be attending and uh just to give you a little perspective uh the orange county convention center is the second largest trade center you could easily lay the empire state building inside of this thing and uh so to get from one seminar to another you've got to <laughs> bypass a lot of different uh, booths and what have you and and uh, not to mention there's there's three floors uh a lot of companies are utilizing uh, conference rooms uh, in the lobby, and uh, so I, I was primarily focused, of course, on teaching. I didn't really didn't really look at it, the newest golf clubs. Uh, you know, kind of saw it from afar. But uh, I'm a I'm a tech geek, uh, love it all. Uh, gears golf. Uh, I need to have a GoFundMe. To get my gears golf, Harold knows all about that. Yeah. Twenty eight, so twenty seven, twenty eight thousand dollars. I had the pleasure of finally meet, meeting Michael Neff. What a great guy! Enjoyed it. Uh, he's going to uh, uh, allow me to come over and, and learn more about it. Uh, the the one item that really stood out to me was called Smart to. Uh, I think it's Smart to Golf, uh, Smart to Move. Excuse me. Uh, it's a dual force plate. Uh, as Harold knows, he has. You have the body track, don't you, Harold? Yeah, I do. Yeah, and that uh, show that measures basically the vertical forces, but mm-hmm. uh, this measures lateral forces and rotational forces, and you can actually re- completely dial in where somebody needs to pick up their speed, and by some basic adjustments, 
you can add club head speed by looking at all these three data points. And, and uh, uh, they had all the top teachers there at their booth uh, giving demonstrations, talking about applying it. And so uh, I pretty much loitered there the whole time, or <laughs> when I could. Uh, but uh, um, then, you know, then off of course you got all teaching aides, uh, tour striker, uh, their playmate, uh, Martin Chuck took me through that. That's, he's just come out with some great product. That ball, that uh, tour striker ball that he uses uh, or that he developed, is that thing is golden uh, on a number of levels. So uh, very, that was very much appreciated. Um, but uh, it, the biggest, the biggest thing I went to, and it actually wasn't even uh, uh, part of the show, is called Open Forum. Her, uh, Harold, have you heard of that? Yeah, I've seen by, some of the open forums. Which one did you uh, attend? This is this 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 one right here. This is open forum number eight. Oh, okay. And they they had a lot of junior programs, how to develop juniors. Unfortunately, there's kind of a chasm between getting young kids to enjoy the game of golf, and then there's this chasm all the way to the elite juniors, mm-hmm. and there wasn't anything in between. I I, I was a little disappointed with that. Uh, but I like the idea of, you know, getting the three- to six-year-olds to enjoy the game. You know, and that goes for every age group as well. It's not just the, the young ones. But, uh, uh, you know, all the top names were there. Uh, Kyle Berkshire, uh, long drive champ, he put on a demonstration there. Good grief. <laughs> Did he get a haircut yet? Uh, no, no. And one of the gentlemen stood up in the audience and, uh, you know, I jokingly asked, you know, if you cut like a foot off of, uh, off your uh, off the hair, uh, do you think that would increase your club head speed? And uh, of course, you know, he he had a great rebuttal towards that. But uh, bright young man, uh, and uh, it, it's just I I'd break bones if I think I I swung it that hard. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, let and, me uh, ask you. Kyle, yeah. the uh, yeah. because I've been to this show a number of times and I approach it like a, an instructor also. I I go for all the toys and the and the uh, tech stuff. Um, you were talking about the force plate, and I've mm-hmm. used Body Track for a number of years. And so, can you just mention a little bit about the importance of knowing where your feet are and what they're doing, what they're doing in the golf swing? Yeah, uh, first of all, most folks have no idea what the, the movement of their center of pressure or simply put center of mass, what it's doing. And uh, for the longest time, you know, we would tell our students, you know, you're, you're hanging back. And they, you know, they would really have no measure. They didn't have any awareness towards that. And so when you have this, the data that, uh, that body track puts out, plus, you know, the, the, per each foot, you know, you have the different colors, red being predominant, you know, the, where the predominant amount of weight is uh, at the moment in time. Uh, people, people start to see that, and I, I use it. I use it as more of a this and a that. If you move this way, look what that does to the movement of your weight, and if you move that way, look what it does to your weight. So they, I, they start getting, uh, you know, some measure of, of what to do, some awareness, and, it, and that has been enormously beneficial you know for instance if somebody like uh, two weeks ago uh some uh, gentleman that's uh, cutting across the ball 
dramatically, you know, right to left, pulling the ball. Well, on his backswing, his weight went went to hit the toes of his trail foot, or this, in this case, his right foot. It never got back towards the heel, which which didn't allow him to fully rotate. And he never he never realized that. And uh, it was quite astounding to him to get that weight to shift back to the, the towards the heel of that right foot in the backswing. And it was a it was a big aha moment for him. So. So having the the picture of the just the feet, not so much the trace, Harold, but the just the picture of the feet and the the coloration, you know, the colors of the in the feet, uh, is is just huge. And it, you know, when people always tell you, you know, you you know you you need a you need a eleven degree driver, and you're using a nine degree driver, and they look at like look at you like you're crazy. Well, it's because they've had all their weight on their back foot, and when they transfer their weight onto that front foot on the fall through. That ninety-degree driver all of a sudden doesn't work too well. So uh, that has been enormous in that regard. KyleHankeyGolf.com, H-A-N-K-E, is where you can find out more information. Uh, works out of Wildwood Golf Club. How is uh, how's the course uh, holding up against the rain so far? You know, it, uh, it's if you give this golf course four or five days, it's amazing how how well it drains. Uh, Bill Bill Amaro, the owner there, has. Uh, it just works nonstop uh, to improve that golf course, especially the drainage. And, and I'm thoroughly amazed at uh, how fast that golf course does dry out. And uh, he's, he's, he continually moves forward doing something, and you have to in this industry. If you don't move forward, you're moving backwards. And so I, I really like his attitude and approach to, to his golf course. No no question. One of the more enjoyable uh, tracks here in the area that's available yes. for the public. Yes. Kyle? Kyle Hankey, unfortunately, we're out of time. We'd love to have you uh, back sometime in the future and uh, talk a little bit more about uh, uh, some of the technology and, and developing, uh, learning more about strokes and, and improving it for the guys. So thank you so much for taking a few minutes this morning, and we look forward to catching up with you down the road. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. There you go, Kyle Hankey. Uh, there and, and, again, the technology uh, is just amazing in how we can – find out about the information and put it into a, a, a technical aspect. But the good teachers uh, like yourself, like Kyle now know what to do with that. And again, it's then simplifying it and presenting it in a manner which uh, a guy like me can understand and make an adjustment. Yeah. What technology has done is quantify the error in a way and quantify the improvement. Uh, and I think that's huge for, for players to realize that maybe it, it, there's a process going on here and I am moving in the right direction and, and the numbers tell me so, uh, then the, uh, then it's to take it to the golf course. Kyle's a great teacher and he will help you take your game to the golf course. Well, if you need to, uh, take some new sticks to the golf course, not happy with yours, we'll uh, let you know what's, uh, what's in line for 2020. JD Rostovsky of PXG golf joins us next in the business of golf here. It's golf in the Northwest on 1080 the fan. Which new driver is best for your game? Who makes the best golf gear? Where should you take your next golf vacation? Which local course should you get to know better? This is the business of golf every week on Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Welcome back in. 847 here. Jason Swigard with Harold Bluestein wrapping up another edition of Golf in the Northwest. And uh, the Portland Golf Show uh, will be coming up uh, in a month, uh, the end of this month now that we've uh, hit February. 
at the uh, convention center, and that's uh, the time here in the Northwest when a lot of people uh, start uh, wondering if something might look better in their bag than they currently have. And uh, one of the uh, one of the groups that uh, has uh, been putting quality clubs in bags, especially on the tour in recent years, is PXG Golf. Very pleased to have joining us now J.D. Rostovsky, the uh, territory sales leader here in the northwest region of the country. Good morning, J.D. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. Thanks for having me. You, you say my last name better than I do. Well, that, that's uh, a lot of play-by-play, uh, trying to uh, get it precise uh, over the years uh, has allowed me. I appreciate, uh, appreciate that. Uh, for PXG Golf, though, this is a, a company that uh, is relatively new, at least in a public standpoint, in the, in the golf uh, club manufacturing industry, but one that we're seeing prominently. Uh, a lot of tour players are uh, using it, promoting it. Uh, maybe a little background on how this company came to be and what its approach is uh, in terms of the clubs that they're manufacturing these days. Yeah, good question. So tour has a, a decent amount to do with it. Um, so Bob, our owner, he he's, he's a pretty average golfer. He shoots kind of in the 80s, and he's always wanted to play blades, right? They're smaller clubs. They're harder to hit. They're what the tour players play. Um, but he needs a more forgiving club, and historically a more forgiving club Honestly, it doesn't look as good. It's just kind of chunky. So he he kind of challenged some engineers to um, no no restrictions, just make the best golf club you can make and make it look good, make it feel good, make it look like a tour club, but play like a cavity back that your average golfer needs. And they made something that he, he thought he could take to market, and he actually um, called up Ryan Moore. He's one of the local guys here. I actually worked for Ryan for a few for three years on tour. And Ryan didn't have a contract at the time, and so he, he they took Ryan out to a driving range to hit some balls, and it was, it was honestly the best club Ryan had ever hit. And so that gave him some validation that tour players want them. Um, and then they went to a demo day, and they sold like 90 sets of them, and they didn't even have like full sets made yet. So it was kind of a, kind of an accident. It was honestly just something Bob wanted, um, but he got some tour validation, and, and obviously the average golfers liked how they looked and how they felt, and so that's kind of how it accidentally came to fruition. Well, J.D., you've got a new club coming out that I know you all are really excited about. Tell us about it. So, yeah, the new Gen 3s this um, is our third generation. We're, we're a little unique in that we don't release golf clubs, you know, once a year or every other year or on a, a specific timeline. So we've been going at it five, six years now, and it took us three and a half years to make Gen 2, and it took us almost two years to make Gen 3. And so this is kind of our third line of iron that has – um, three, three, three clubs, really three club heads. You have the tour club that's a little bit smaller. You have the player head, kind of the mid-size head that's um, kind of good for the mid, single-digit, low, double-digit handicap. And then the XP, the extreme performance um, club that's probably better for some of the higher handicappers or people that maybe um, just need a, a wider club. So, so, yeah, you kind of have a little bit for everybody. I'd like to ask you, the, the back of the club looks – uh, very different than a normal sure. set of golf clubs. Are those weights in the back, or are they adjustable? Correct, yeah. So those are tungsten weights, high-density tungsten weights, um, and that's just another thing that we kind of do a little bit differently. Those are not cheap. Um, those are very expensive weights. We could obviously use some cheaper weights, but we believe those are 
the best weights for our club because the middle of our club is hollow. So if you didn't have any sort of high-density weighting around the perimeter, the, the club just wouldn't weigh enough and it wouldn't perform correctly. So because it's hollow, you have to then um, put some weight around the outside of it. And then the other thing that does is by making perimeter weighting, by moving the weight out to the perimeter as much as possible, it actually makes the sweet spot bigger and bigger. So that's kind of the, the twofold part of it. And then it also just became our signature look. So, yeah. J.D. Rostovsky uh, is our guest from PXG Golf Territory, sales leader here uh, in the Northwest region. And so I, I think a lot of people that, that watch golf have watched the professionals uh, on the tours, have seen the commercials, but uh, how do they go about uh, These aren't the most easily found golf clubs uh, necessarily. Obviously, getting custom clubs, custom fitting, uh, we recommend that to anybody that's serious uh, right. uh, about it. How do they go about finding your golf clubs? Obviously, online at pxg.com, but where can they get fitted? Uh, where do they find? Where are they manufactured? Is it, is it local, or do they have to do a fitting, and then it goes back uh, to, the, to the headquarters and before they get the clubs? Yep, so everything's custom-ordered, custom-fit for you, and kind of like you mentioned, you recommend that these days. I'd say 70 years ago, that wasn't very normal. Um, that was pretty weird to need to get fitted for golf clubs, but um, I, I can't imagine buying a golf club these days without getting fitted. So we, we've kind of taken that, and we have, I think, well over 50 guys nationwide um, spread out across every state to, to help people get fitted. We ha I, I have two guys. Sean and Michael down in the Portland area, and they fit with our partners out at Oswego Lake and Columbia Edgewater, which are great private clubs. So they're, they're not walk-in facilities, but if you schedule an appointment with us online, um, we, we book you at those facilities. And then we also just opened an incredible store up in the Bellevue area. So, in fact, I have a customer from the Vancouver area driving up to Bellevue this morning to get fit with us. So um, we have stores, one, like I said, one in Bellevue, and then we also have mobile fitters. Um, that do it as well, like my, my guy from Portland. And then uh, as far as, you know, if people want to um, get their hands on them, uh, will, will you have representatives at the, the Portland Golf Show coming up later this month, or will there be demo days uh, at, at clubs or where the public can go? Just get their hands on them, get used to the look maybe if they're looking for some new irons. They've heard about them but want to try them out, obviously, before putting the investment in. Oh, totally. And and we, we don't charge for fittings, and, and that's why. At the same time, we're not a huge demo experience, and the reason being most demo experience are kind of, hey, let me hit one golf shot and let me move on to the next. And we really don't believe you can experience our clubs properly if you just hit one golf club and move on to the next. I mean, I have to guess the perfect length and weight and everything of that one shot you're about to hit. Um, so we, we really recommend people go through a fitting. And like I said, we don't charge for fittings, but um, our clubs are that good. When you go through a fitting, most people end up buying um, just because they end up liking them. But, yeah, we, we truly recommend a fitting, and that's that's why we tend to not do the large demo experiences. We really recommend people go to pfc.com, find their local fitter, and then we're always available within a few days. So, so that's our, our recommendation. Well, J.D., you also have a full line of clubs. We've been talking about the irons, but you go from drivers to putters. Anything sure. you want to say about uh, some of those other uh, lines? Yeah, I mean, it, it goes back to kind of how we started. Everything's crazy forgiving, but we don't sacrifice on looks and feel. And Bob, our owner, is just just absolutely demands that they look right, feel right. They perform to the best of every capability. So, yeah, we don't release a product until we truly believe it's not just our best product, but it's the best product on the market. So that goes the same with our drivers and fairy woods and hybrids and wedges and putters um, and everything. And then we even 
have different promotions where if you buy 14 clubs, it's it's a great deal. So so we do we do different promotions with that because I I truly believe obviously money's money, but I truly believe that I, I don't just want to get you in a set of irons and have you not like the rest of the clubs. I want everything to be perfectly fit to you, so your driver swing and your hybrid swing and your seven iron swing feel the same because they're fit to your same swing. You can find more out uh, at pxg.com. There's links to fitting locations, uh, a toll-free number to call. All the lines are up there. J.D. Rostovsky, thanks so much for taking a few minutes uh, for us, and uh, we'll look forward to uh, those new lines coming out and uh, hopefully catch up with you down the road uh, as the season progresses. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. You bet, J.D. Rostovsky there. Thanks again to Kyle Hinkey from Wildwood Golf Club as well. Uh, the Portland Golf Show coming up at the end of the month uh, at the Convention Center. And, uh, yeah, pxg.com. You can find out more information there. Well, he made a great point. If you're going to spend the money on a set of clubs, go have yes. a fitting. Don't just hit no, a couple no. of shots and say, yeah, this is the right club. That'll do it for us. As we mentioned, Center and Saint up next. Ducks basketball, NBA basketball here. Pilots will be taking on Santa Clara over on 9-10, 4-30 pregame. I'll be out at the Child Center tonight for you as well. Everybody enjoy Super uh, Sunday tomorrow for Harold. I'm Jason. Hit them straight. So I'm sure they had her out beating balls until the, the, the yeah. cows came home. Did they find my ball? To uh, try and overcome. Now, how would I adjust? Well, I've got to choke down on my club a little there bit. There will be flogging. Fiji's uh, in Europe. Uh... We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 